Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. We watched Debbie Does Dallas and Big Twister. <laughs> Why am I picturing this in my head like it's a real movie? <laughs> I love it. What an afternoon with the rock. <laughs> that sounds like a good one, too. Yeah. We had lots of fun and we fucked all night long. <laughs> all right. Well, ends on a high note. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't kick the rock out of bed. So that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Exactly. He's not my first choice, but you know, not the last. What am I going to say? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. I am Amanda, your host, and tonight I am joined by another new person to the show. I'm like rounding out the month with new guests, so I'm so excited. Um, I am joined by Ben from Three Films in a Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be here, uh, as we kind of talked about. I know we're going over biopics today and I'm mm-hmm. still not locked in. So this is going to be fun to do. <laughs> yeah. Game time decision. And then, exactly. you know, you can have a couple of honorable mentions too. So it's okay. I love it. Um, so yeah, I actually, I really like uh, three films in a podcast. I listened to a couple episodes and um, like I said, I listened to the still Magnolias one and I wish I had been like part of that conversation. I was like talking back to you guys. So I was like, man, <laughs> I want to talk about this. So I think that's a good thing when you get people like that engaged where they want to, they want to yeah. join your conversation. So yeah, exactly. I think that's awesome. Um, so tell everybody about three films in the podcast. Yeah. It's uh, me and a couple of my buddies, uh, Matt and Tyler, we on our own before the pod started, we're just like texting each other's movies to watch. Cause we basically found ourselves rewatching the office and new girl for like the 12th time, you know, and it's like, we have all these I see nothing wrong so. with that. I mean, no, not at all. Like, I, I love that. Is this a problem? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a problem how much I've watched it. But um, yeah, we just thought like, oh, what if we like kind of come up with some ideas, some prompts, and we name movies. And after, I don't know, almost I think a year of doing that, we just decided to make it into a podcast. So basically, every month we have a theme, and we each pick a movie that relates to that theme that we haven't seen before, because uh, our whole thing is trying to to see new movies. So um, yeah, for example, like, I mean, Seal Magnolias, we did a round on at least two female leads. So we did that, we did Beaches, and we did Last Night in Soho. So that was kind of, uh, you know, what we did for that round. And I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. Like, I, I don't know when I would have watched Steel Magnolias, but I'm so glad I did, because <laughs> I love that movie. Um, yes. And then 
That's great. We also do little offshoots called Little Pods. Um, the the name of the podcast is a play on Three Men and a Baby. You know, three mm-hmm. films in a podcast. So we thought, what better thing than to have Little Pods? Three three films in a little pod. Uh, and you came on for <laughs> one of those where we did a, a movie draft. And we did Oscar Best Pictures winner, and you came on with like twenty minutes or something like that. I was like, I think I had about forty five minutes to be fair. Like yeah. A decent, not decent, but sort of decent amount of time. <laughs> I mean, but you knocked it out of the park. I mean, to the point that that you won the whole thing. So the, those are a lot of fun too. We'll do recasting of movies, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. We're just trying to watch new movies and have a good time. I think that's amazing because a lot of times there's movies you're like oh, I really want to watch that, but you just kind of like, yeah, I'll watch it sometime. But now yeah. with, with you having a purpose, you're like, okay, I have to go watch this movie. Um, I haven't seen Last Night in Soho yet. Was it good? Um, was it like really freaking weird? Like I'm trying to decide if I would like it. It was kind of weird. Um, so I will say it's good. I love Edgar Wright, uh, but it probably falls to the mm-hmm. bottom of Edgar Wright, but it doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. not good. You know, it's kind of like, what's the the worst of the best stuff so i still enjoy i'd recommend it to people but it was definitely like a a switch up from his style of like you know hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead and you know scott pilgrim so but i i thought the camera work i do video production for a living so i was like very taken back by the camera work i'm always very impressed by that so i think it's worth a watch okay cool i've been toying with it and but it's one of those movies my husband won't watch. So it's like, I have to watch it oh, when gotcha. <laughs> I have time by myself. Like I have a whole list of those movies, but then, you know, sometimes you're all home alone and you just want to put something on in the background and scroll your phone. Like that's what Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> so it's like, no, I need to actually watch a movie. But um, yeah, so I had so much fun on that Oscar thing. And, and it was interesting because like you hit me up the last minute and I was like, yeah, sure. And so I'm making my list. And then as I'm on the show, everybody's like, oh, it can be movies that are nominated. And I was like, well, shit, that changes my whole fucking list because I only did movies that won. But hey, it worked I still out. won. So you did indeed. What, what movie did I win with, by the way? Oh, I, I don't know. I, don't I mean, remember. Everyone drafted, I think, like six movies. So yeah, you're, you're I, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and yeah. Yeah, we'll have to I check have it notes out. in a different book. Nice. All right. Well, cool. Either way, I won. That's all that matters. That's, that's um, all that matters. <laughs> I just won a bracket on Mortal Kombat too. So I'm oh, on really? a roll. So nice. yes. I like that. The second awesome. listener submission to ever win. So I'm pretty pretty proud of myself. That's cool. I like I'm that. Very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a shirt out of it from us, at least, right? That's oh, cool. I know. I'm excited about that. I got the stickers that are in my sticker book. And nice. I have to say this, uh, I have the little postcard up on my board here, the little movie club thing. That looks so cool. Nice. Thank you. So I like yeah. that a lot. That's my friend, Matt, who's again, one of the hosts and he does graphic design for a living. So it's nice, really nice to have someone that does that. <laughs> you know, you're like, Hey, yeah. Matt, right. Can I, can I have this. He's like, yeah, sure. So it's great. I've been wanting to design some kind of like postcard or note card for my show. I just haven't got around to it yet, but I need to, but yeah, that one's super cool. So thank you. Whatever you guys need to do to get a postcard from them, you should do it. Cause it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so what are you sipping on tonight, Ben? I am going with a tried and true favorite for myself, tequila and soda. Um, I know I'm a big tequila fan and yeah, I don't know. I just, I figured it might be inappropriate to just do shots the whole episode. So (laughs) let's make it a cocktail. You do you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What kind of tequila? 
uh this one i think is el Himador or something like that i don't know for sure um yeah I don't know, is just, that like a well brand or is that like a a nice brand i don't drink I'm, tequila i'm hoping it's like right in the middle you know what i mean like well, you know i mean in utah we have like these weird liquor stores because you know whatever mormonism so it's <laughs> like you know you start on like the really cheap stuff and then you go over to the right and it's the expensive stuff so i, I kind of try to fall yeah. in the middle it's like i, I, I don't want to like have a headache but i also don't want to pay 80 bucks for a bottle right know? Well, it's, you can buy the really nice liquor, but you just have to bring at least two wives with you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, to be official, uh, I did date a Mormon in college, and he says that is not how they live. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many wives History. he has now. I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. History is what it is, you know? That's, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, I don't, I can do tequila in a margarita, but. Yeah, I had alcohol poisoning from tequila in college, so it's not. I can't. The oh, smell I'm, is like a literal, like physical reaction for me. So <laughs> that's now that's me and Jaeger also in college. Oh, okay. um, yeah, had a really rough night, and that's never gone back. <laughs> Jaeger's just nasty. I'll I'll drink it in a Vegas bomb because you can't taste it, and a Vegas bomb is really yeah. fucking good. But um, yeah, tequila and Goldschlager can't do it. Uh, yeah. And therefore fireball because of gold. They're the same thing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went to, um, so we go to the state fair of Texas every year for OU versus Texas. And I, we went one year and I don't know how my husband and our friend found this lady selling fireball shots, like oh, out wow. of the back of her truck. Because you can't really buy liquor at the, at the fair. You can buy beer. Okay. Um, so they bring them over and, you know, I didn't want to do it because it was fireball. So instantly I already had like a regurgitative reflex. Like I didn't want to do it, but yeah. it was also Jack Daniels fireball and it was warm. Oh God. <laughs> so I, I threw it back. It didn't even get all the way down before I just immediately threw up everywhere. <laughs> and then our friend, he took his and he managed to make it behind a porta potty, but he still threw up everywhere too. I was like, Oh, that's rough. <laughs> Why do people do this? Like, we're not in college anymore, you guys. I mean, no, exactly. <laughs> I think I was maybe 39 or 40 when that happened, which is just a few years ago. Like, y'all, we're not 21 anymore. <laughs> You're not there anymore. I'm with you. Um, and I don't have to do shots to impress people. So <laughs> I am drinking um nothing special, my uh Boda box boxed cabernet. So <laughs> I love it. I love a box. You know. When you drink a lot of wine, boxed wine becomes like, you know, the run of the mill staple. Yeah. And then like on the weekends, you have the nice wine. Have you had the, um, I, th- I don't know, I'm, I'm going to butch the pr- pronunciation, but like La Vie Firm, like it's got like a rooster on it. It's the box wine. Uh-uh. It's really good. That. That's what, that's what we would go with all the time. Um, okay. Really. Yeah. If you see it, I think it stands for like the old farm, but some weird French name. But yeah, if you see a box wine with a rooster on it. It's a hmm. recommendation from three films in a podcast. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I don't remember. I know we have Boda Box. We uh, Behringer has one, and you have the whatever Franzia, which is like yeah. yeah. I'm too. I'm not poor enough to drink Franzia anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully, um, it's nice to age out of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I definitely have not seen that one. I think the Boda Box is usually my typical, um, but we have a few others. But I also get my wine at the grocery store, so another privilege um, we don't have in utah 
Yeah. We don't have a liquor store close. So if I want just some wine, I mean, I can go across the street to 7-Eleven. So. Oh yeah. That makes sense. And there's one good thing about Texas. I'm from Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma has that now, but they didn't used to. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Utah, I can see that not being a thing for a while. I mean, you've got to, you got to prepare. You're just no buying anything on Sunday. Like, oh, here too. Well, is it? Oh, okay. No, you, so you can't buy liquor, but you can buy beer and wine afternoon. Oh, okay. Gotcha. In the, but like liquor stores are closed and we don't sell liquor in the grocery stores or whatever. So it's not like California where you can go into your local HEB or whatever and see a whole row of vodka. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) crazy. Nice yeah, thing. the first time I saw that, I was like, we were at a grocery store at 8 a.m., just a whole row of vodka. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Already started, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do some sip libs, um, and I hope you're you're kind of familiar because you listened earlier, mm-hmm. but it's basically Mad Libs, and, you know, we church it down a little and make it. You say whatever you are comfortable saying, but if you've listened, you know that um, it's a little explicit around here. So I, I love it. I'll call my heart. <laughs> I couldn't, uh, I was kind of looking, but this one is called being famous. And okay. I thought it would be a good one since we're doing biopics, which are probably mostly about famous or famous ish people. Yeah. So, I am going to let you start yeah. and give me a noun. Eiffel tower. Ooh, okay. Good one. Verb ending in ing. I'm gonna say fucking. Let's just get it out of the way. Okay. Uh, animal plural. Oh man. Um, I'm, I'm just really drawing a blank here. Uh, I know it's so hard when you're on the spot. No, it's uh, let's go with kitties. Okay. And verb ending in ed. Let's say. I'm trying to be clever and all I can think of is sucked. So we're going to say sucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A celebrity. The Rock. Ooh, nice. A restaurant. I'm going to say Applebee's. Ooh. Fancy like Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. God, I hate that fucking song. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> A noun. Kitchen. That count? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that works. Yeah, right? that's a person, place, or thing. Yeah. Okay, adjective certifiably fuckable because that's the rule. Okay, a noun. Um, man, there's so many. You're getting all the nouns. <laughs> Condom. Ooh, good one. Which may be banned soon in some states. Anyway, plural noun. Yeah, to dude. I've been on a spiral all day and yeah, I had to have some wine to cheer myself up. So (laughs) if I seem a tad bit tipsy, that's why, because I was going down a huge anger spiral. Okay. (laughs) Plural noun. Let's say fingers. (laughs) Another noun for you. Yeah, they're just coming left and right. That's all you're getting. Uh, Handcuffs. Ooh, okay. Uh, we'll say handcuffs since it's not yeah. plural, but that still yeah. works. Junk food item, plural. I'm going to say ding dongs. <laughs> Love ding dongs. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, a sweet food, plural. Sweet food. Plural. This is going in a weird direction. Yeah, I'm really curious <laughs> to see where this is going to end up. Um, let's say blow pops. Okay, good one. Name of a movie. Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> we haven't watched that yet on the pod, but you know. Okay, well, on. it's, I mean, it's old school porn, so you may not like it, but who knows? <laughs> okay, a game. Scrabble. No, let's do Twister. That's more like a okay. physical game. Let's do Twister. Yeah. And a noun for me. Let's say neck. And last one, verb ending in ed. You already took sucked. I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess let's. How about bear? Maybe take fucked. Let's do that. Let's do fucked. Okay. Duck <laughs> and fucked. There we go. Go mad. Well, let me. There we go. Today, this is called being famous. Today, I went out of my Eiffel Tower to go fucking and was (laughs) mobbed by a huge crowd of kitties. Oh, okay. That's kind of mob. (laughs) I sucked to get out of there as fast as I could. I met up with The Rock and we went to eat at Applebee's. (laughs) Nice. We left there and went to the kitchen and saw something amazing. It was a large, certifiably fuckable condom, and we were in <laughs> awe. <laughs> that you were. Yeah. <laughs> Next, my fingers came up to me and asked for my autograph, and I gladly did so. So you gave yourself your own autograph. Okay. Nice. The Rock and I went to my handcuff and had a sleepover. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> now things are getting interesting. Yes, they are. We ate ding-dongs and blow-pops. Okay. We watched Debbie Does Dallas and played Twister. (laughs) Why am I picturing this in my head like it's a real movie? (laughs) I love it. What an afternoon with the rock. (laughs) Sounds like a good one, too. Yeah. Photographers tried to take pictures of us, but my neck kept them away. We had lots of fun and... Wait a minute. Oh, never mind. We had lots of fun and we fucked all night long. (laughs) All right. Well, ends on a high note. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't kick the rock out of bed. So that's all right. Yeah. He's not my first choice, but, you know, not the last. What am I going to say? No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, that was fun. Love it. The Sip List is a proud member of the Nerd House Entertainment Network. There are many shows there to enjoy. Go check out Moral Combat, where they argue and the audience votes about all kinds of things. Flops, where they discuss laws that make no effing sense. Tangents with Spencer Sellins, where, you guessed it, they go off on tangents. And Mid-Tier Entertainment with Rook and Wild 7, playing games and just doing fun stuff. You can find all the shows on the network at nerdhouseentertainment.com. Okay. So we are doing top five favorite biopics, and this was very difficult for me, which we've talked about. I have about 25, 27-ish movies on my long list. Um, So what I did was I tried to make it a little versatile because easily my top five could have been all music movies, Mm -hmm. Um, but I tried not to do that, so I changed it up a little. Um, we don't know each other very well. 
So this is just going to be a shot in the dark, but yeah. how many do you think we'll have in common? Um, I mean, we probably have a couple in common, I would think. Um, but I will say like, especially on my pod, we kind of do something too similar to this mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll try to like not repeat. So, uh, I might pick a different one. If you pick one that I had, do you know what I mean? Okay. Well, and if we pick one that we each have in common, we can both talk about it at the same yeah, time. Yeah. But also, if you want to pick something in lieu of that, I'm cool with that, too, because cool. I feel like the more stuff we can give people to watch, the better. So, exactly. Um, I will say for everybody listening, you don't know this probably, but for all my listeners who are expecting me to have a certain movie on my list, I left it off because it's too obvious. So Selena will not be in my top five. OK, because it's, all right. It is my most obvious choice. It would be my easy number one above all. So I've talked about it on a few different shows. So I was like, you know what? We'll leave that one off as the obvious pick. And I'll talk about some other movies. Well, not to show my cards, but you might still be able to talk about it later. We'll see. Well, I will never say no to that. (laughs) All right. I think, I think we'll have probably at least one in common. Um, it's hard to say because there's so many and it depends on what direction you went. You know, yeah. I'm a huge mer- music person and I love biopics about musicians. So mm-hmm. like I said, easily all five of them could have been that, but I wanted to throw some other stuff in. So we're going to see. All right. You're going to go first. What is your yeah. number five? My number five is a movie that's uh, kind of recent to me, actually. Um not to do self-promotion, but the first round that we did on our pod was Spike Lee joints and we watched Malcolm X and I was blown away. Like how Denzel didn't win the Oscar for that just blows my mind. Uh, He lost to, I forget, I think it might've been Pacino in Scent of a Woman or something like that. Like it's crazy because like he does Malcolm from like basically the age 20, you know, up Mm -hmm. until he dies, spoiler alert. Uh, But he just does such a good job. Like if you learn- Wait, Malcolm X is dead? I know, I'm sorry. I should have warned everyone before I said that. God damn it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I mean, some of the research from beforehand, like he really committed to his lifestyle. Like he knew Mm -hmm. like what glasses he wore on certain, like all that kinds of stuff. So uh, it's a really well done movie. I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a long one. It's, I think it's about three hours or so. Um, But I think, oh, it's over. It's three hours and 22 minutes. So it's a commitment for sure. Um, but again, that's like what we talked about earlier. Like, I don't know that I would have watched it on my own, but since it was right. kind of like for the pod, I'm really glad that I did. So if the runtime has ever scared you away, I totally get it. Uh, but I think it's, it's worth a watch because Denzel's performance is amazing. Like the production value, everything is so good. I think it's just one of the best things Spike ever did. Yeah. And to be fair, most movies nowadays are three hours long anyway. I mean, Malcolm X came out what early 2000s or late 90s? Uh, Malcolm, I mean, it's uh, 92 92 okay oh wow like 30 years now wow yeah wow. so yeah in the early 90s a three-hour movie wasn't but now i think people are used to that so if you haven't yeah. seen it definitely go watch it um yeah i mean scent of a woman was great and al pacino did a great job i just i also think the early 90s people weren't ready to give a movie like malcolm x the credit it deserved so yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I think it's a lot of, in retrospect, you know, Denzel deserved that, but I don't know that he was, you know, how really, like, considered he was for the time. But right. I think for Pacino, it may have been also, like, a career, you know, award. Right. We've seen that a few times where, like, 
Leo probably didn't win for what he should have, but it's like, let's give it to him though. He's done a good job. So yeah, it only took him for fucking ever. <laughs> I know, and in right? fact, speaking of Leo, my number five is a Leo movie that he was okay. nominated for and did not win. <laughs> nice. Um, and it is 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, based on the memoir by Jordan Belfort, who is who Leo plays in the movie. Um it's crazy because that movie got nominated for five Oscars and didn't win any. And I think, you know, poor Leo. We, I mean, I think The Revenant was good, but I feel like there's so many, like Wolf of Wall Street. I, oh, I guess yeah. I should have looked up who he was up against, but he was amazing in that movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he was really on Quaaludes and Coke, but <laughs> to portray it that well, you know, him and Jonah Hill were just both amazing. Um, yeah. It also did set a record which has now been broken but it was a record for the most amount of f-bombs in a movie which i always appreciate 569 yeah. <laughs> i just always assumed that would be a tarantino record but scorsese seems right fun. yeah i don't know scorsese movies have have a lot of fucks too but yeah, oh, yeah. um i really like this movie you know it's all about the decadence and overindulgence of the 80s and you know unfortunately the true tales of wall street people swindling people out of their money and you know having so much money they don't know what to do with it and um good story i I, the only thing that i am upset about is that jordan belfort had not only a cameo but also made money off this movie and i don't really really? that's appropriate yeah he's at the very end when um leo as him is at a like motivational speaker whatever gotcha yeah I feel like whatever, if, if Jordan Belfort made any money off of this, he probably should have donated it to charity, but <laughs> no kidding. And maybe he did. I don't know, but who knows, you know, Jordan, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah, please. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you more than owe it to some people. <laughs> exactly. Also Margot Robbie, like that's like her breakout performance. And she yeah. was just fantastic. I love her. Um, I mean, that was the doesn't? first time. Yeah. I think I saw her also felt like, the first uh serious role for jonah hill um i mean he, yeah. was, he was like for comedic effect but it wasn't like super bad or the sitter or something like that right, like it was right. like a scorsese theme like oh he's like a with a real director here right um, i think he did a a really good job um, this before moneyball i'm guessing it was I don't know or, for sure. It might have been around the same time, but yeah, seeing him be serious is is something we're definitely not used to. Oh yeah, you're right. Moneyball is a couple of years earlier. I don't know why okay, I was thinking of this one, but yeah, it's all kind of there. But I mean, great cast, and even uh, to tie it together, Matthew McConaughey had a really cool cameo in here, and he's mm-hmm. who ended up winning that year against Leo for Dallas Buyers Club, um, which to me kind of felt like a oh, you lost a lot of weight to do a movie here you go here's here's an academy award you know but uh up against some some other good people bruce dern in nebraska that was bruce dern was great so yeah well i think you're gonna be disappointed in me in a minute then <laughs> okay i'm excited all right i love it um all right well what's your number four um my number four man it's it's hard because some of these like i was trying to d- determine like what's the difference in a biopic and just like based on a true story you know right um because part of me wants to like i want to shout out the social network because i just think that right was awesome but i don't know how much of a biopic it is i mean what are what are your thoughts i'll I'll leave it to the the judge here what do you think i had the same struggle um 
ultimately I determined it as either based on an actual like autobiography of a person or a memoir or something or something that was really ultimately about one person's life because I'm with you on that the social network was on my long list um hidden figures like I had you know movies where it was like based based on a true story is a little different than like an actual biography of a person yeah okay Um, but either way I I would give you social network because I had it on my list too so okay cool yeah I mean I think that one is just so well done I you know obviously you kind of got announced and it's like making a movie about Facebook like that just right. so weird you know like how do you make a movie about this and then it turns into what I think is like one of the greatest movie of the the 2010s mm-hmm. uh we get like Trent Reznor's score oh, for the, like it, which is so good it's like yeah Facebook movie with the Nine Inch Nails guys like right what's happening here uh but he's yeah he's scored a lot more movies than you well you might know but a lot more movies than people yeah. realize he's been a part of so. i mean he did soul he did like pixar movie yeah. you know like he's done a lot of great stuff but i think this might have been one of his first ones um and it was just awesome but uh jesse eisenberg i think did a great job that's kind of yeah. like where we see a little bit of the growth so i'm you know i'm kind of putting it on him for the biopic um but that's also where i saw andrew garfield for the first time who mm-hmm. is my favorite spider-man quick shout out uh but i thought he was great in that obviously the winklevoss twins the winklevi um yeah i think it's a great movie i i don't know that i've really met many people that haven't seen it so i don't know how to like right. recommend it but like if somehow you haven't seen it like i i highly recommend it because it was just really cool to see I think it's like, you know, maybe like a three or four year period, whatever, but just the, the development mm-hmm. of the Zuckerberg character. And I know it's just a great cast. So that's oh yeah what I would go with. And it's definitely like a story about, you know, friendship and betrayal and, yeah. you know, all this other, I mean, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. And I'm with you on that. It didn't make my top five, but I did think about it. Cool. And I decided to hone mine in a little bit more on just stories about individuals, but because otherwise, yeah, based on a true story, I could have gone, you know. Yeah, it's, I knew it was kind of like a rough one. I was like, I'm going to run this by her. And see no, that's cool. Things, but... Yeah. Because, yeah, it was like Hidden Figures and Apollo 13. Yeah. And, you know, like, I can't think of what else I thought of, but <laughs> I yeah. sound like Amber Heard. I, I can't remember, <laughs> but I have this Don't memory. Recall. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I could go on about that forever, but I won't. <laughs> okay. Good choice. My number four is the oldest movie on my list, Hmm. and it is from 1993, the Tina Turner biopic, What's Love Got to Do With It? Nice. Angela Bassett, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's fucking fantastic. I mean, in everything she does, honestly, like Angela Bassett is just a queen, but Hmm. she, you know, portrays Tina and like this abuse and just all this and then Lawrence Fishburne is Ike. It's like you kind of want to like him because he's kind of handsome, but he's also just such a psychopath. Yeah. Um, and it was adapted from her book. There are a few plot discrepancies, but overall it was a pretty good representation from what I read. Nice. I love this movie. Um, it addresses a lot of things that I think, I think I've said this before, but you don't see a lot of movies that address that people and and we're seeing this now with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing that you can be assaulted by your like sexually assaulted by your own spouse Mm -hmm. or like you can suffer 
abuse that isn't physical, but it's more like emotional or manipulative. Like, um, I guess the sexual thing isn't really applied to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's just, it's a good representation of what she had to go through in a time when women weren't allowed to, well, not allowed, but didn't really talk about this stuff. And yeah, yeah Angela Bassett was amazing. And I just love this movie. Cool. So. I think it's a great selection. Um, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely watch it. I mean, it's it trigger alert if you've suffered any kind of domestic violence or sexual assault. It is hard to watch because some of the, they they show it pretty. I mean, especially the part which I love when she fights back there in the back of the limo and he's mm-hmm. like hitting her and she just beats the shit out of him like. It's hard to watch, but I also love that she finally fights back. So if you haven't seen it and you're really sensitive to that, maybe don't watch it. But if you can handle it, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend it. Um, I am also going to go with a female biopic here. Um, I I did talk. I was going to talk about Selena, but, you know, if your listeners have heard you talk about it over and over, obviously. Well, you can. I'll listen. (laughs) I mean, shout out J-Lo, shout out Selena, like watch it if you haven't. I'm Anything for Selena's. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to pick I, Tanya. <gasps> yes. Um, which is also really good. Kind of does the biopic through flashbacks and stuff like that, obviously about mm-hmm. Tanya Harding leading up to the Nancy Kerrigan thing, but we get a lot of great flashbacks with Alice and Janney as her mom. So I feel like it kind of counts as a biopic. Like we get to see oh, her yeah, for sure. the whole thing. So, uh, but Margot Robbie, just like, man, what a performance. It was yeah. so good. Uh, Sebastian Stan in the first thing that wasn't a Marvel movie. This guy can actually like, he can do other stuff. That's awesome. Right. Like, I, I didn't know that. So um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Margot Robbie was really, yeah, she was so good. Like, it made you feel empathetic for someone who had just obviously been villainized for so mm-hmm. long. And you're like, Oh, I guess I hadn't really thought about the other side of it for better or worse, you know, but I think right. it's, it's kind of nice to give everyone like, you know, whatever show the whole story, so to speak. So uh, I really enjoyed that movie again, a great cast. I think Alison Jenny, she may have won for that or she was at least nominated or, yeah, you know, sure. those, but she gives, Man, like talk about almost stealing the show from Margaret. Yeah, she she makes the most of every scene that she's in. But Allison um, Janney slays everything she's in. Everything. She's just she's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's amazing. So yeah, I think for my money, it's still my favorite uh, Margot Robbie movie. Um, I think she's great. Um, I'm yeah. honestly very excited about Barbie because, like, you know, I, I'm all here for for Margot Robbie as well as like Greta Gerwig all this kind of stuff. I think it's going to be really interesting to say the least. So uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with I, Tanya nice. from the third pick. Um, so that is one of my honorable mentions and almost made my top five. I was, it was very, very, again, when I was struggling, that was one of the ones I was struggling with. Um, I actually ultimately replaced that one with my number three, but I am totally with you. And who's not about Margot Robbie. I mean, right? I, so again, I wouldn't kick her out of bed. She's yeah. Amazing. If you um, only know her as Harley Quinn, that's great. But like, watch some of this other stuff we're talking about because she's a wonderful actor. And that was the only other reason I didn't include this is that I already had Wolf of Wall Street, and so I was like, well, yeah. let's not do two with the same actor. But that makes um, sense. not that that would have been a bad thing. But yeah. um, and Focus, Focus is another movie that she's in that's really good. 
um oh that's right with will, with will smith, smith. Right? yeah 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 <laughs> well, whatever you feel about will smith focus is a good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i liked bombshell i mean birds of prey uh, i know that i mean birds had mixed of feelings, but i had a blast with it yeah birds yeah. of prey. so much fun i feel like she was like really underused in once upon a time in hollywood which was a bummer like they made yeah so that movie just Sharon Tate. That movie was hard for me because I really wanted to like it and I did like parts of it, but I felt like the ending made the whole movie feel like it had no point. Yeah. And so yeah. I was kind of like, you know. Yeah. It just kind of like she was a great those, Sharon Tate. Like I wish oh, there yeah. would have been more of her. Yeah, I agree with sure. you 100 percent So all right. Well, my number three is the one that's gonna bum you out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm excited. Um, it is 2013's Dallas Buyers Club. All right. Uh, because it's not just about him losing the weight. Like, I mean, yes. And and Matthew McConaughey was fourth in line for this role. And he oh, really? knocked. Yeah. So apparently Woody Harrelson had the part. He was signed on to do it and then left for some kind of financial issue, whether it was with the movie or with him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, then Brad Pitt was going to sign on to do it and didn't. They approached Ryan Gosling. He couldn't do it. And then... Matthew McConaughey. Interesting. Okay. So, which I could see Woody Harrelson. I could actually kind of see all of them. Maybe, maybe Ryan Gosling the least, but yeah. I think Matthew's perfect. He's from Texas. You know, he's, I just, you know, everybody's like, uh, if you like, um, oh crap, what's that show? What's that show with Brian Cranston? Oh, uh, yeah. Why can't I think about that? Breaking Bad. <laughs> Breaking Bad. If you like Breaking Bad, this is like the original Breaking Bad, like from the 80s. He is, he gets a, you know, this anti-AIDS drug that helps him. He starts smuggling it from Mexico and selling it to people. And, you know, in 1985, this straight man has AIDS, which is not a thing that usually happens. So, of course, everybody's, you know, his family ostracizes him and, you know, just all this stuff. Um, Jared Leto's character is made up, but he does a fantastic job in it too. I mean, as a transgender woman, like, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like Jared Leto's a chameleon. He can do anything. Yeah. Um, I was blown away to yeah. learn he's 50, like during all this, all this Morbius. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. He looks, does not like 50. It's no. crazy. I mean, I grew up with him on my so called life. So, yeah. you know, I remember Jared Leto back in the day, but, um, I just, you know, it's a really heartbreaking story, but a real story about real things that were happening to people and just about how people are stigmatized for things, you know, not to go like off on a thing, but I have type one diabetes, which is an autoimmune disease, but type two is more common. And people always associate that with, well, you're just too fat or, oh, you eat too much sugar. And that's not really true. Like those things can contribute, but there's so many diseases that have a stigma attached to them. And I think, especially in the eighties, AIDS was like the one it was like, you know, don't even come near me. Don't breathe the same air as me. And Mm -hmm. so, and they didn't even really understand what it was then. So good movie he creates this you know club you pay a 400 a month thing and you get all the medicine you need and you know um he ultimately died from it spoiler alert or died from <laughs> aids he lived seven years longer than the doctors gave him so oh wow that's interesting <laughs> but anyway i just i love that movie it's heartbreaking Math, i think matthew mcconaughey more than earned that oscar so <laughs> 
I think, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm due for a rewatch on it. Um, I kind of hot and cold on Jared Leto and mm-hmm. uh, I am. A lot of people are. Yeah. So I think that kind of added to it. And I don't know, like, I don't know what it was, but it just like, it didn't capture me. Like I, I knew it was good, but um, yeah. I think I also might have a thing with McConaughey. There's a ongoing joke on our pod that I am just not a fan of Russell Crowe at all. I just don't like him, you know, or his movies. Oh, or Russell Crowe. Okay. Russell yeah. Crowe. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's some, all right. Yeah. He's, he's, I, I finally came across one movie that I really liked him in, which is LA Confidential. So I was I have one movie now. LA Confidential is amazing. It's so good and he's great in it, but I just you don't I don't like know. Gladiator? I mean, it's good. I just like the whole time I was watching, I was like, I wish this was someone else, you know, like I, <laughs> I went on another pod and actually talked about it because he heard I don't like Russell Crowe. He's like, we, and I hadn't seen it before. He's like, will you watch Gladiator? We'll talk about it. Like, okay. I was like, I can tell it's very well done. I just like the whole time I was like, man, I wish this wasn't Russell Crowe because I think I would like this a whole lot more. So yeah. I don't know. All that to I'm say, I'm not a huge fan of his either. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think sometimes I fall into that with McConaughey. You know, fair or not. So I think hmm. uh, this this movie deserves a second watch for me because you know, I mean, if you get an Academy Award for best performance, I think that says something. So, and um, it's weird. I said I didn't want two movies with the same actor when he was in Wolf of Wall Street, but he was only <laughs> yeah. in it for like ten minutes. So yeah, he just said that that chest pounding cameo, which was yeah. really awesome to see um okay so my second pick or my number two spot here is what i thought might be the one that we share because i feel like it's maybe universally looked at as the best biopic out there uh, and that's goodfellas i th- think you know it's it's based um you know on the the book wise guy uh, right. i just think it's it's just a great movie it's scorsese it's arguably the best thing scorsese ever did like there's just so much that's i mean well done with it you know from the camera work and all that but it's like man ray liotta like he was just so good in that and i don't know he's not someone i associate with being a great actor but he was wonderful and then like obviously joe pesci and de niro and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so i think goodfellas you know might be one of the most rewatchable um scorsese Mm -hmm. movies like i love departed i mean i have some others that i love but Goodfellas is probably what I've watched the most and I think that's for a reason and I think overall kind of I think it without a doubt ends up in Scorsese's top three for most people so yeah I wanted to put that in as my my second place for my favorite biopics very nice um it did not make my top five it did make my longer list but I totally agree with you um such a good movie yeah and and I feel like most everything Scorsese does is just I mean, he has a type, you know, and he has Leo in so many of his movies, yeah. which is, you know, but not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, yeah, Goodfellas is, love it. Yeah, I think it's great. I think, yeah, and even the Scorsese stuff that kind of goes outside, like that movie Hugo that he did, you know, about like the kind of the beginning of, it was like kind of a kid's movie, um, but, you know, kind of about the beginning of filmmaking and special effects and stuff. It was very cool. So, uh yeah scorsese doesn't really see that i'll have to too often i'll have to check that out yeah okay well we may not have any in common unless my number two is your number one because i don't think you're gonna have my number one but it could be wrong yeah yeah um my number two is from 2005 and it's walk the line Ooh, nice that was 
on my long list for sure. I think if social network hadn't counted, that's kind of what I was like leaning towards. Like, all right, I'll put this up there, but yeah, walk lines. Amazing. I mean, I, you know, I think Joaquin and Reese just did the most amazing job. And, you know, I officially was at first didn't want to watch it because I know that they had this amazing love story and they ended up together and all this stuff, but I really did take issue with him cheating on his wife with her because, you know, yeah, yeah. why wouldn't you take issue with that but yeah, exactly um and the only issue i do have with it is that all of her kids said that um uh oh crap what's her name reese Witherspoon. viv, viv? viv? oh her real name uh yeah his first wife oh I, crap, yeah i don't remember her all of their kids said that that movie portrayed her way off from how she really was but Gotcha. Crap, You're right. Like Vivian I, Cash. Vivian. Yes. Cash. Thank Mind you. Vivian. Okay. Yep. But regardless, you know, they, they sang all of the songs and they were just, they killed it. So and good. It's such a good story, you know, ultimately how it ends. And um, I don't know. I love anything Reese Witherspoon does. And I actually have another biopic with her in it on my long list. Um, I just think she's amazing. And Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix was amazing too. So yeah. that's a movie I'll watch over and over. So I think that's great. Um, we talked about Joaquin when I talked about Gladiator and he was the best part of it without a doubt. And Joaquin for me, um, you know, I talked about this a few times on other, like a lot of pods, but he's the kind of guy I was just like, if he's in it, I, I'm very inclined to check it out. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like he's ever given a bad performance. Yeah. Like I don't, I won't say that all of his movies are great, but I think Joaquin shows up every single time and oh, yeah. he's, I don't know. I think he he's great. Um, if anybody hasn't seen, come on, come on the newest, like a 24 movie with him. He's, he's so good in it. I cried like three times while watching it. I love that movie so much. So. He's so endearing. Like yeah. he just, he really makes you feel like all your feelings. Um, have you seen Inventing the Abbots? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. It's not a great movie, but, but it has a really good cast. It's got um, Joaquin. Um, Tyler, Billy Tyler, Billy Crudup. Jennifer Connelly. And, yeah. Dang. So it, it's basically like a Romeo and Juliet kind of story almost, but okay. also kind of like the notebook. I don't know. Okay. It's, I really like it. It's a, it's a drama. So it's very dramatic. There's not a lot of comedic relief, but again, Joaquin is so young in it and he's just, he's fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, I would recommend it. Honestly, you, you had me at a Billy Crudup because almost yeah. this is just like one of the best. He's so, <laughs> he's so good in it. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, man, that's almost a biopic, huh? Because I guess it was based off the, yeah, I don't know. Oh, man, maybe I should have thought about Almost this. Famous right. is in my top five of all time. So Yeah, it's such a good film. Yeah, it, I can watch it a million times. I, yeah, anyway. Yeah, Billy Crudup is awesome. Um, and in this movie, he's really good, too. I, I don't think he's the standout, but he's still really good. Um, I think Liv Tyler and Joaquin Phoenix are more... But even, even, I mean, um, oh, what's his name? You have it pulled up. Um, yeah. um, for many of the Abbots? Yes. Uh, Will Patton? Will Patton. Thank yeah. you. Will Patton's yeah. in it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a really good movie. Yeah. And so, Will Patton. He's, I love him. 
he's just he's one of those like oh that guy you know like when you see him it's like oh yeah i, I, know, I know him he's great mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that's awesome and he's been in so many movies i really love him i just for some reason i always blank on his name it's really annoying <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you there's plenty of those people uh all right my pick all right lock in on number ones i i would love if we had the same i'm guarantee that we don't but i would love it so much if we did uh but my favorite biopic of all time uh is from 1999 uh, it is man on the moon starring jim perry uh i as a kid andy like kaufman. <laughs> loved andy kaufman like i used to watch taxi on a regular basis like the whole mm-hmm. naked night thing i loved it and then learning more about his comedy and stuff and then being a, a child of you know the 80s 90s whatever i was just i was the perfect age for like dumb and dumber and the mask mm-hmm. and so jim carrey was the funniest person in the world to me for a very long time so then to like find out that these two interests of mine are crossing over i was like holy mm-hmm. cow this is going to be awesome you know yeah uh and I, I i love it so much i mean i think i think it's so good um obviously i mean they even made a documentary about the making of it you know mm-hmm. called the jim and andy i think Jim maybe like channeled Andy a little too much, but that's also kind of who Andy Kaufman was, you know, you're just kind of over the top. And that's also who Jim Carrey is. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm actually wearing my, my mask shirt tonight. Oh, nice. Me locking in <laughs> is my number one. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, I really don't know what to say about this. DeVito is like, it's so great. It was funny how they just kind of like shot around him for all the taxi stuff, you know, <laughs> was in there. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I love this movie. This is honestly like when we talked about biopics, this is the very first thing that came into my mind. And I just nice. knew like, oh, this has to be my number one, you know, because you know, I think people have those movies where if you say like mm-hmm. a topic and they think of something, it's like, that's your gut. You know, that's like man on the moon's my favorite. It's probably not the best one, but it's my absolute favorite, but apology. Well, that's what we do here. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just our, our, our favorites. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think Giamatti is great in it as Bob Smuda. Um, God, I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's another one. that's just like, He's always, always good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's my number one. I don't really know what to say about it, but if you're into Andy Kaufman at all, if you've watched any of his stuff, uh, I highly, highly recommend this movie. They do so many cool recreations of things of him, like mm-hmm. going on Letterman, you know, when he was with Jerry Lawler and yeah. just, like, the whole, you know, misogynist, like I only wrestle women, you know, all that kind of a thing, but like mm-hmm. into that character, just all this kind of stuff that he did that I just think, I don't know. It, it was so funny. I love the Latka character. I love them coming mm-hmm. up with Tony Clifton, all the bongo yeah. stuff. Just, I don't know. I could talk about this for a very long time. Oh, it's, it's such a good movie. Yeah. It's um, it did make my long list. It's not my number one, but I'm totally with you. And I think even if, cause I, I grew up watching taxi as well, like as a small child, but I didn't Honestly, when Man on the Moon came out, I didn't even make that connection. But I was like, I'll still go watch it. And even if you don't know who Andy Kaufman is, this is still a great movie. Like, it really encapsulates, you know, the whole Hollywood comedic process. And I don't, it's better if you know who he is. And, you know, especially like when they recreate the taxi stuff and whatever, Mm -hmm. if you know who these people are, like, it's cool. But even if you don't, I still think it's a really good movie. Um, And that was actually... Oh, sorry, good. Oh, no, I mean, I was just gonna say, like, it's just fun to see, not necessarily that he invented stuff, but what he did early on, just like starting out of like, letting the pause hang out way too long until it becomes awkward. 
and then it becomes <laughs> funny again, you know, like I think, you know, if you ever gone to stand out there, those comedians that still do that, but just seeing him doing it back then and just like coming out as a different person at the same show, like, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's great. I'm glad to hear it was on your, your long list. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, I love that movie. And I, and I like what you were talking about, how they really recreated some stuff. And that is a thing about biopics, like certain ones I really like, like um, Selena, for example, you know, yeah. that they, the detail that they go to down to the makeup, the hair, the costumes, the recreating oh, certain costumes. moments, like, you know, I love when they can do that in these movies, because you feel like you're getting an accurate representation of what really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And they just like some of these people, again, like with DeVito being in it, playing his manager, but having actually worked with Kaufman, like kind of comment on like, oh, yeah, you know, he did this, he did that. And bringing all the cast back from Taxi, just it was was so cool. So, yeah. Yeah, that made me teary eyed. So I am totally with you on that. Um, Well, okay, so we're not going to have any in common, but I think we did have some overlap on our longer list because, you know, I've had most of the ones you said. Sure. Um, but my number one is I will just introduce it with a quote. Okay. It was all a dream. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's notorious. Notorious. Um, I love it. Movie about Biggie. Um, so I will tell you, some people know this, some people don't, but I live in a house divided. And okay. um I am one of the biggest biggie fans you will ever meet in your life i almost wore my biggie shirt for this but i wore it the other night because i was recording with um the masturbators podcast and they did their top 40 rappers and biggie didn't make it very far so i have like five biggie shirts but i wore one Um, but in tonight but my husband loves tupac so okay we get into a lot of you know back and forth debates about who's the better rapper but i don't know i thought i thought notorious was just a really good not just about him, I mean, mostly about him, but also just a good story about the representation of rap in the 90s about, because I grew up in that, the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. And it was like this whole big drama that really didn't need to be a drama, but I just remember watching it on MTV. And, you know, I remember I danced to hypnotize in the club, like forever after he had died, you know, and yeah, I just, it's all, Jamal Woodard did such an amazing job playing him. Um, I thought Anthony Mackie was great as Tupac. I was actually surprised they didn't have him in the All Eyes on Me movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, I don't know. It's a bias because I'm a huge Biggie fan, but I just really love this movie. I love his music and just so sad. But I think it's a a great choice. Um, I am in a little while I'm going on the, uh, she will rock you pod. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to talk to them. <laughs> I was fighting back and forth. Cause we're doing like the top 500 Rolling Stone albums thing going on there. And they gave a list of things I could choose from. And, uh, one of them was ready to die. And I was like, Oh man, this is like the first rap album. I really remember listening to. Like, I love this mm-hmm. album. It's a debut that comes with like juicy and big pop mm-hmm. like still two of the biggest hits of all time and right. this guy put it out on his first album it's like it's crazy like uh yeah i think that's a, a great selection and yeah like you said these are all favorites these are all like what we love so right. i think totally understand you know that i'm glad we both got our favorites at the top here um yeah, yeah i mean for sure notorious and then selena 
which I no. left off, but I will watch those anytime they're on. I can't tell you how many times I've seen both of those movies. Um, I actually went to a Selena movie party last month. Oh, cool. Um, at this, we have a, we have a movie theater that does, it's like a chain, but it's mostly in Texas, but they do like music video parties and like quote alongs nice. and sing-alongs and movie parties. And so they did one for Selena in honor of her birthday. Uh, is it Alamo? Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Oh, you guys God, have that? I love no, but I, I've come to oh. Austin and stuff, and yeah. like it's my favorite movie theater in Mine the too. world. It's that like any of them are the best. Like seeing yeah. a phone in the movies drives me nuts, and every time I wish there was an Alamo Draft House here because <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I I saw Halloween for the first time ever in a theater at Alamo, cool. um, which is my favorite movie of all time. So nice. Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, but yeah, we went to a Clue movie party. That was oh amazing was the so much fun burning yeah, it's all yes so good um and i've gone to a few like music video dance parties where it's just like they just play music videos and you just so cool i took my daughter to a michael jackson one and there was like a pop princess one so it was like christina and britney and you know anyway that sounds like so much fun it's amazing they are definitely um my favorite place to be so yeah, they're doing it right why was I talking about that? Anyway, Selena, I think, but yeah. So I'm with you. I, so honestly, though, like we have to have a talk. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where this is going, but let's hear it. You don't like the greatest showman. I know. That I is know. literally on this piece of paper right now. Is it really? Oh, yes. Man. Oh, I. I'm I mean, I know sorry. it's a stretch of a biopic, but it's still. Yeah, I mean, technically it falls under biopic. I get that for I sure. I, I mean, I ask myself that question all the time. I don't know. I just like, I, I couldn't get into it. Like, I I don't know if it was like the hype around it or what it was, but I just wasn't, I don't know. I, I It didn't focus on the storyline that I wanted it to. I guess maybe that's part of it. Like, I wanted it to be about Zac Efron and Zendaya. Like, that was oh, the most yeah. interesting. I could have watched the whole movie with them. Right, like, that's the most interesting relationship to me. Like, I think... There's a lot of like rose tinted glasses on P.T. Barnum and like how mm -hmm. nice of a guy he was and all that. Yeah. That's kind of what, like I get that it's a movie, but I I want to hear both the sides. Salacious stuff. Yeah, I just I mean just the truth. You know what I mean? I just want it to yeah. be as like open as possible. Like I I went online to buy a biography um, because of my favorite books or like biographies. So uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to get one on Walt Disney and the reviews. Like oh. one of them said like if you love disney and only want to Don't. hear the good things this is not the book for you it's like oh good yeah. this is the one i want because i want to i want to hear it all that's who people are you know we're not perfect and i want to know yeah. all that so i think that was part of it um and yeah i don't know it just wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea but um i'm happy for all the people that love it just, well you suck but <laughs> no, totally, fair, totally fair <laughs> i mean i i get what you're saying because i too expect it to be a little more I expect it to be a little more water for elephants style because okay, that's yeah. kind of more who he was, but yeah. I just, the music and Hugh Jackman and yeah, Zac Efron and Zendaya and just all the, I mean, I can listen to the entire soundtrack and sing along to it and I just love it. So yeah, it's not a full representation, but I don't care. I think that's also part it's of it because the reason that um, we talked about it on our podcast is we did a round called second chance cinema, which is like right. movies that we don't like that. It seems like the general population does. So um, we talk about Joker, I pick interstellar and Matt picked greatest showman. 
And a lot of that has to do with Utah because even after it had like come out on DVD and Blu-ray, there were still theaters here that were selling out. Like it was just showing nonstop. And so it was just like all over the place. And it was, it just almost became too much. You know, it's like, what are you guys yeah. doing? <laughs> like, I'm sure this is good, but this is over the top. So I think when you go in with those expectations, you know, it's just like, okay. I mean, it's fine, but it's like, I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Again, like I'm, I'm just, I'm aware that it's not for me. And I think if I had gotten a little more Efron and Zendaya, I probably would have been really on board with it, but it's a whole different movie, but fingers Anything crossed. Anything with more Zac Efron is always enjoyable. It's always good, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Firestarter. I'm so excited. Like, I'm really hoping that they do it justice and, you know, but it looks really good. So. Yeah. I think he's someone that's kind of grown on me for sure. Cause I think, you know, you get the whole high school musical, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. that guy. But like, oh, actually, like, after I've seen him in more things, I'm like, okay, this guy is mm-hmm. actually legit. Like, he's a good actor. He just got caught up in the the Disney of it all. But right. he's a really good actor and singer. Yeah, he's a really, I mean, I love him in Hairspray, which, again, is more mm-hmm. typecast based off high school musical. But also, Hairspray is one of my favorite musicals. But But he can do good stuff, and he can still do, like, the ridiculous stuff. Like, Mike and Dave need wedding dates is one of the funniest <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, honestly, along those lines, I was going to say that I love the neighbors movies yeah. like, and like Seth Rogen. Those are good. Uh, even Baywatch, I, which is completely stupid, but it's still funny. But like it's like, embracing how stupid it is. Yeah. That's why I think it's good. And that same year he was also was a smaller role, but he was in a, the disaster artist, that mm-hmm. movie that was based on the room. And I, I love that movie so much. And I think he's yeah. really good in that. So um yeah all those you're also going to play ted bundy and very believably you know yeah that's right i forgot he did that like and then yeah so he can do and then like greatest showman you know and i think he's he's very good i might have to get really on board because like i talked about earlier what our podcast name is a reference to it looks like they're remaking three men and a baby and he's attached <gasps> to it. so shut up we'll, we'll see yeah he's the only name that's attached to it right now it's like well i feel like we're gonna have to talk about I, that i don't like that i mean i'm i'm with you like a my favorite movie of all time is ferris bueller's day off and um i had I someone ask me to, that. To, oh did you really oh i i love that it's the thing i see um we actually just covered it yesterday on my other podcast that I'm on, an evening at the movies. We did an episode on Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Oh my god, nice. They're gonna remake it. Not. Oh, I mean, Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, they are. Oh, Three Men and a Baby. Um, but yeah, yeah but still. I was. Yeah, I have a friend who had another podcast. Like, we'll have to have you on. Maybe we'll like recast Ferris Bueller. It's like, I don't think I could do that, man. Like, I don't. I really just don't think I could Ooh. do that. It'd be way too hard for me to to be okay with. <laughs> so let me ask you then, because one of the things we discussed on the movie was other actors that were. Um, in consideration for Ferris. Yeah, yeah. And there was quite a few, but the only one that I could actually see and wouldn't have mind even watching was John Cusack. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean, for the time frame, I think it makes sense, you know, like that, that I could see why he was in consideration for that role. I think He's I... very charming. Yeah, I think my first thought is like the high fidelity, like kind of whiny person and so my, i'm like i don't know if you'd fit but he's also an actor like i'm sure he could totally make it work well this you know? is also way before high fidelity but yeah yeah exactly yeah. i just like that's the first thing i think of is like yeah i don't know but also you know matthew broderick wasn't the same guy in war games that he wasn't ferris so like 
he yeah. probably could have pulled it off. Um, but yeah, Which I also watched like, the other day war games. Did, did you really? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just feels like one of those like, please don't ever touch this movie. Like it agreed. How do you remake it? Like now with cell phones, the whole movie is just like done, you know, in two That's minutes. That's exactly um, what I said. I was right? like, there's yeah. no way this movie could be made in the age of internet and cell phones. Like there's just exactly that's like that's why horror movies are like the only thing i think you can do that now because it's like oh we don't have service we're in the woods like all right that makes sense they can't use their cell phone but right. anything else like everyone has cell phones now it's like it's, so many of these premises don't work home alone doesn't yeah. work you know like all exactly. that kind of stuff so yeah. yeah we got some of those that we'll never get back but man three minute baby i just i don't know yeah. it's so funny because I, so i love that movie obviously i grew up watching it too i I don't know how far apart in age we are, but I feel like we're sort of close mm-hmm. or, or we could be way off. I don't know. You know. <laughs> but, um, the quote I used to always say, and when I had my own baby, I started saying this all the time because it's so true. He's like, it says feeder every three hours. Is that three hours from when I start or three hours when I finish? Cause it <laughs> takes three hours to feed her. And I feel like a feeding her all the time. <laughs> Oh man, that movie is so, so good. good. Like, what a cast with Gutenberg and Selleck and mm-hmm. dancing. Like, man, that was that was solid. I love that movie. That's another one I need to rewatch. Me too. Um, now that I think about it. Yeah, I was just gonna throw out. I Me mean, talked about Notorious. I want to just talk about a couple honorable mentions. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool with that, that. Uh, mine is uh, first honorable mention is also uh, my favorite rapper, and that's Eight Mile. I know it's mm-hmm. like he said like it's not a biopic i'm like dude like this is like it is everything about you so i understand people might take issue with like it not being a biopic but like this is it's the m&m that's the only reason i didn't write it down because yeah he's like it's not about me i'm like man this is 100 percent about you um and yeah a lot of minor music ones actually i have a Mm -hmm. a couple um get on up with chadwick boseman um Mm the the james brown one that was one that really caught me off guard like my roommate put it on and he was just known for watching the weirdest stuff on netflix he's like i don't know what this Mm -hmm. is on and he put this on and that first scene i was like oh wait maybe i want to watch this and i just sat down next to him and watched the whole movie (laughs) adwick was like man what a amazing actor like it's such a bummer that we're not gonna get anything else from him and he's done a few biopics, you know, he did like the Jackie Robinson and he's done a few like, uh, yeah, Thurgood Marshall yeah, he, that kind of stuff. He was phenomenal. Um, I really enjoyed Into the Wilds. Uh, I thought that was a really good uh, movie. And the one you talked about documentaries, because I hit you up about like, hey, do these count? Mm-hmm. I left it off just to do more narrative biopics. But what probably would have been at least number two for me is a movie called The Devil and Daniel Johnston um it's just about this like a wonderful musician and just kind of his struggles with mental health health but how that's like played into his music and all that kind of stuff and i mean kind of takes place i think mainly through the the 90s but he's like a, a manic depressive artist and his songs are just like so like vulnerable and like you you learn mm-hmm. about like the girl that he was in love with that he wrote the song about you know all that kind of stuff and he just uh, you know, he, I mean, in his, I think, 30s or 40s, he's still living with his parents. Like, I don't know that he can really function on his own 100%, but his music is is wonderful. Uh, it's a really, really good documentary. And it was an artist I didn't know a lot about before I watched it, but 
I have sent Spot like quite a few of his albums because I just think it's such an interesting story. And I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you love musicians as well. Yeah. To kind of see their their process, you know. And so, um, yeah, that would be my my number one documentary biopic is called The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Yeah, I'm writing that down. Yeah. I, okay. I, I um. So I had, like we said, I, Tanya, um, a really close one. Again, a, mu- a musical one to being on there is Bohemian Rhapsody. Cool. Yeah. Um, I also had Wild, the oh, okay. Reese Witherspoon yeah. movie. That movie is, it's so emotional and if you've ever been through any of the kind of things she's been through, it's, it's really raw. So mm-hmm. I recommend watching it just from like a emotional and like, like closure growth, almost perspective. Yeah. And Reese Witherspoon's fantastic. And same director from Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. We did both those movies back to back. And then I also had, I have so many, <laughs> probably my closest next one would be, I don't know. I have too many. (laughs) There's so many. I know I have, I still have like 12 or 15. I haven't even mentioned yet. Honestly, probably to go like super old, oldest, oldest one is sweet dreams. And it's uh, the Patsy Cline. Okay. Yeah. With Jessica Lang. It's old. It's eighties old. Um, Kind of goes along with coal miners daughter, but I thought sweet dreams was the better movie. Um, Yeah. It had a young Ed Harris in it as well. So cool. Yeah. And Black Whitey. Mass. That was the other one. Oh, Black Mass. Yeah, yeah, that for was, sure. Uh, um Whitey, Whitey Bulger, Bulger. Um, also about Johnny Depp right now. But Black Mass is actually a really good movie. So yeah, I I, I like that movie actually quite a bit. Um yeah. we talked about, you know, she will rock you the, the first time they came on our pod. We covered uh the buddy holly story uh mm-hmm. gary Busey, i think like won an academy award for it <laughs> and i picked it because like it's 100 percent on rotten tomatoes I'm like well what is this movie and it is kind of absurd but gary Busey is great in it it's a it's a crazy movie but it's pretty fun um yeah and i think yeah the only other one i want to mention is uh fruitvale station the uh, ryan coogler and michael b jordan mm-hmm. really really good that one though felt more of like a less of a biopic more of like a a real incident you know like kind right. of wrapped up in that so that's why i left that off but i recommend that one for sure yeah i think my one that was like i didn't besides what you mentioned that wasn't kind of a biopic but not really was argo because oh, okay, i really yeah. thought about but i was like yeah that's more about a, like an overall like you know scheme of things not just about one person but yeah yeah, yeah something that happens a sequence whatever did you yeah. ever see um love and mercy the brian wilson speaking of john cusack and paul dano i think they they were really good too that was that was also my my long list that was another one that just like i went it was zero expectations and was like pleasantly surprised like this is yeah really good yeah i did see that yeah i've so many good ones if if you want to send me a copy of your long list i'll post it with mine because i have gotten out of the habit of doing that but i do like to post like everybody's full list so people can see it but love it yeah i have a whole yeah there's just there's so many so yeah there's a ton well i'm sorry nobody else could make it but i'm glad that you are here yeah i had a blast thank you for having me i'm sorry i'm the the face of the the pod but 
we'll have to come back. Be sorry. I can get them all. <laughs> yeah. But tell them they suck. And you know, I'll pass that along. Be like, come back right. next time. Okay. Yeah. That'd be perfect. But I had a blast. This was such a fun topic to, to go over. Obviously sure. had like 20 plus movies on our long yeah. list. And I'm just, and now I've got it. more movies. I want to go back and watch again. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah um, right. What do you have coming up on three films in a pod? Um, so we're just wrapping up our second chance cinema uh, in June. We are doing uh, the theme is LGBTQ plus since it's pride month. Um, so we are going to be talking about, let's see here, my own private Idaho, Ooh. call me by your name and the handmaiden. And then oh, I um, know that one. over the okay. summer, we're just doing trilogies. So in July, we're talking about the matrix. August will be Lord of the Rings and um september will be the dollars trilogy it's like good bad and ugly the old clint eastwood Mm, stuff mm -hmm. that's what we've got for the rest of season two nice all right well this one will be dropping in the next week or so and um i actually don't know what else i have coming up so i i had a a couple of weeks stretch where i had a bunch of stuff scheduled together and now i'm kind of I think have a little bit of reprieve. Um, So we'll see, but that just more stuff for me to schedule. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Um, Everybody go check out three films in a podcast. Lots of fun. And if you want to see me beat everybody's ass at a bracket, I had 30 (laughs) minutes to prepare for, you know where to go. (laughs) Watch our Oscar thing. Yeah. Um, And yeah. All right. Well, I will, uh, what am I trying to say? It's late. I'm tired. It's not even that late. I'm an old lady. Um, thank you for being here. Good night. And to everybody else, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye.